Hello, and welcome to the Rooted in Reliability podcast, your plant performance podcast, where we dive deeper into asset management techniques and know-how. I'm your host, James Kovacic, and I will be your guide to achieving industry best practice. The Rooted in Reliability podcast is here to provide you with the insights to improve plant performance and deliver bottom line results to your organization. In case you missed the last episode, you can find the Rooted in Reliability podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, and on the reliability.fm network. Don't forget to subscribe so you'll never miss an episode. Now let's dive into today's topic. It's my pleasure to welcome Bob Latino back to the podcast. Welcome back, Bob. Uh, hi, James. Thanks for having me back. Great to be here. Excellent. Thank you. So, Bob, for those that aren't familiar with you, you know, you're from the Reliability Center. You're a recognized expert on root cause analysis. Although very, very brief, what can you tell us about yourself and the Reliability Center? Well, we, we, we've been in the game a long time. Uh, we were a research and development group uh, for a company called Allied Chemical at the time, which was uh, today is called Honeywell. And that was back in 1972. And we established a, a global reliability uh, effort in the areas of equipment process and human reliability until 1985, when coincidentally, the founder of that group and director of it, which was my father, uh, decided to retire and he bought his department out of the corporation. And since that time, we've been able to take the principles of reliability and apply them really to any industry that we want. So uh, we've been independent since 1985. We do work across the board, uh, whether it's healthcare, uh, military, uh, continuous process, batch, whatever. The principles, as you know, uh, you know they're, they're timeless. Uh, they apply anywhere. Yes, they absolutely do. Now, you've been involved with RCA for quite a while. How many years have you been involved in RCA? Uh, 36. So you bring with you some experience doing RCAs, facilitating training in RCAs throughout this. And that's really what we want to talk about is what I would say is a culmination of a lot of this experience in making RCA simple. All right. But before we dive into that, what is RCA or root cause analysis? As, as seemingly simple a question as that is, that's a really hard answer. <laughs> uh, the, the, the best, uh, I'm going to, even though we're going to be discussing something called easy RCA, I'm going to give you a complex sounding <laughs> answer to that question. And then I'm going to explain it. My, the definition that I use and, and that we used in our last book is for RCA is the establishing of logically complete evidence-based, tightly cu- coupled chains of factors from the least acceptable consequences to the deepest significant underlying causes. Now, let me let me break that down into simple components. Uh, when I talk about logically complete, that, that's the difference between asking how can and why, uh, which we utilize both uh, depending on whether we're researching the physics area or the social science. So if you ask anybody how can a crime occur versus why a crime occurs, your answers are going to be different. But they, you know, they, they represent the diversity that's needed in a, in a true RCA. Evidence-based just simply means that hearsay doesn't fly as fact and that you got to have proof for your hypotheses. This is as easy as that. Tightly coupled just means that there's cause and effect relationships as opposed to uh, what we often see is, is brainstorming. Uh, you know, where we, we come up with disconnected ideas and we, we come up with uh, cause categories and we brainstorm within them. You know, what could have happened within this category? So we, we seek to uh, be able to do reconstruction based on actual cause and effect relationships. 
And the rest are, you know, what we do RCA on, the least acceptable consequences. Well, most organizations I know that have any semblance of an RCA effort, uh, they have uh, triggers set for when an RCA will be commissioned. So that's essentially the least acceptable consequences that they're willing to tolerate. And then the last part is the deepest, deepest significant underlying causes. Well, you know, how, how far do you go before you stop? You could take this stuff back to Adam and Eve if you want to. But, uh, you know, in, for simplicity's sake uh, of us, if it, we, we believe that if it goes out, if the control of the fix goes outside the fence, then it probably needs to be handed off to somebody else. We're, we're only going to we're going to stop at the point where we have control to uh, to make a difference. So that right. was my that was my simple definition, James. Well, RCA is not a simple thing. There's so much to it, so many ins and outs and, you know, all these other factors. So I think you gave us a pretty good answer on what RCA is. Now, with that being said, what are some of the challenges with RCA? Well, I like to say that uh, we get the question a lot of, uh, especially when you're in bid situations where people want to know who's your competitor. My my biggest competitor is, there's two of them. There's (laughs) Post-its. And then there's going to be my customer or my prospect's definition of what is RCA. So, uh, you know, that, that's the, the challenges are, are really mental as to, you know, how, what people view RCA to be. Because it, it could be where, you, you know, you map out a discussion on a bar napkin all the way to you have this uh, very comprehensive evidence-based approach. Uh, but when you the, the term RCA itself is essentially useless today to me in the, in the marketplace uh, because everybody who no matter what they're doing uh, under the umbrella of uh, problem solving they're, they're going to call it RCA whether it's five wise or fishbone or brainstorming or troubleshooting so that one of the biggest challenges is is getting a universal acceptance of what is an RCA. Uh, I actually have a blog coming out on that very subject about defining RCA uh, sometime soon. Uh, I, I'm finding that one of the challenges is that people just stop too short, is that they they uh, they get into what we call RCFA, uh, root cause failure analysis, and they are content with replacing parts. They're, they're, they stop at the physics of the failure, and they don't get into understanding why people made poor decisions. Uh, it's, it's often not their fault because they're, you know, when people are time pressured to do anything, they, they take shortcuts and oftentimes RCAs aren't high priorities in organizations until you have something really bad happens. And then all of a sudden you get all the support you need, uh, that, that, you know, um, I guess one of the, the biggest things is the amount of rework. Uh, when, when you ask people what is an RCA and, uh, you know, they just, and, and it's admirable, you just want to get rid of the failure, uh, prevent it from happening again. But if you look in a bigger context, uh, RCA is a system. You want to ensure that all of the logic that you're collecting uh, from all these really uh, smart people uh, is put into some type of knowledge management system so that you don't have to keep solving the same thing over and over and over again. So uh, that's one of the drawbacks I see of RCA uh, oftentimes being viewed as a task and not as a system. Did I go so, overboard on that? No, I think you nailed a lot of the good, a lot of the challenges out there with RCA. Like you said, some of your competitors, sticky notes. That's how I traditionally do all my RCAs. Um, so there's a lot that you said there that, you know, a lot of challenges. You can go from complicated software to sticky notes for how to do it. There's all the different tools involved. Can I go back and 
reference stuff that I've learned in the past. So I don't have to relearn every time. There's lots of challenges out there. Now, and, 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 and a lot of those, the, the, the softwares, and I'm going to group us into this because there, there's a lot of RCA softwares out there, but they, you know, a lot of them are clunky. Uh, they, they make it look, uh, they make it look more complex than it needs to be. And, uh, you know, it's hard enough managing an RCA by itself with all the different elements of collecting evidence and having uh, graphical expressions, you know, it, it's it's a, it's enough of a challenge just managing analysis, much less having to use software that makes it uh, unbearable. The software has to make it easier. It shouldn't make it harder. Absolutely. Now, are those challenges, you know, the software piece you mentioned, all the other things you mentioned before, is that what prompted you to develop Easy RCA? Yes, absolutely. It's a uh, you know, we, we came, uh, we, we had an epiphany uh, in, in our own organization, but, you know, we, we realized after some uh, introspection that we, we really cater. We found that we, we cater, our customer base is the, is the more sophisticated users that deal with really serious types of events. And, and our software was geared, our Proact brand software was geared towards that. Uh, you know, it's enterprise class software. It gets very complicated. It can get very complicated by, uh, you know, you're pulling in data from other systems and you're pushing out recommendations and the work orders. But uh, there's an underserved market out there that's, that are not PROACT users that we, uh, we felt that we could reach out to the field of RCA as opposed to just those that do uh, PROACT RCA. All right. Excellent. So, that led you to develop EasyRCA. What is EasyRCA? Well, this, this is a tool that uh, we wanted to appeal to those who do not um, have not adopted the Proact RCA brand or the Proact RCA methodology. And you know, essentially, uh, in our past and, and currently, you know, and rightly so, you know, we we have a proprietary brand and we have certain steps that we we carry through the investigative process. But what we'd wanted to do was to, to make a tool that adapts to the way somebody else does RCA. I, I don't care how other people define RCA or how they do it. Uh, I wanted to provide a tool that we want that that would allow them to do more RCAs faster and better. However, they did it, and and I wasn't going to judge or you know make judgments uh, about how well they do it or anything of that nature. Now there is one thing. That, we're, that we'll get to in this conversation, but, uh, you know, we wanted it to be uh, easy enough to, uh, for someone to use without training. And we wanted to be able to bring in novices, allow them to mature in the software to the point that they became sophisticated veterans. So that's, that's really the, the term, you know, I'll be quite honest with you. I wasn't enamored with the, uh, the name of Easy RCA, <laughs> but it really does reflect what our vision was that it had to be so, so doggone easy that you didn't need any training in how to do it. Is that intuitive? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, when I observed it, it was like sticky notes on a whiteboard. That's how easy it was to me. And there's some also some additional features, which I'm sure you'll touch on that help further enhance that. But that, yeah. that, that's that's a, quite a compliment and thank you for, for that because uh, we're trying to replicate that because when, when you do it on sticky notes and craft paper, which we all have and we all do, and there's even psychological reasons where you, you may continue to try to do that. But in, in the end, there's going to end up being rework because uh, somebody has to take that off of the board, <laughs> hope that the posters don't fly off and remember the order. 
and then they have to be put into some type of recording mechanism. So there's an, an amount of rework uh, that has to be done in just the manipulation of the data. Yes, absolutely. Now, you know, we're traditionally thinking of, you know, sticky notes, craft paper, that type of thing. Will easy RCA work with any RCA methodology, whether it's fault tree, logic tree, um, various other ones out there? Will it work with any of those? Yes. It's, uh, you know, when, you, when, you, when you're looking at RCAs from, from a... I guess from a uh, purist standpoint, and, and you're looking at the uh, graphical exp- uh, expression or reconstruction of a failure using cause and effect logic, uh, whether it's five whys or whether you're doing fishbone or whether you're using uh, causal factor trees, logic trees, you know, they, they all uh, attempt to have a graphical expression of logic. So we're, we're just taking that and we're saying uh, you, you the, the analysis will be as only as good as the analyst. So, uh, you know, you can construct the, the fanciest type of trees that you want. Uh, you can use evidence. You don't have to use evidence. Again, we, we made the tool uh, versatile enough that it can be as good as you want to make it. Uh, so uh, we, we left it up to the judgment of the analyst. All right. So the analyst has to have some experience doing RCAs, facilitating RCAs, understanding how to assemble the trees or whatever graphical method they're using. But the tool will accommodate any graphical method they choose to use. I, I will state that it, it should make whatever they're doing easier to do. All right. Much excellent. easier. Now, what other features does Easy RCA have to assist with developing whether it's you know cause and effect, logic trees, those sorts of things. Is there anything else that it helps to you know move the analysis on in the right direction, prompts, anything of that nature? Well, I mean, it's going to allow uh, that that construction, uh, that reconstruction process. Uh, you know, to develop, to develop your events, your modes, your hypotheses. Uh, it's going to allow you to go ahead and attach evidence to various no hypotheses that you're coming up with. Uh, you know, who, who, who did the test? What was the test outcome? Do you want to attach pictures, videos, or any of that kind of stuff? Uh, you can assign team members to it. Uh, you can uh, assign cause labels to it, uh, uh, whether they're physical, they're human, or they're latent uh, contributing factors. Uh, you can attach, as, as nodes on the tree, the corrective actions. Uh, and, uh, you know, the whole time you're assigning tasks to people, uh, you know, one of the, uh, the key features on this is that uh, you're, you're allowed to go ahead and, and they, they wouldn't have to be licensees. But the, the key to getting uh, something done about RCAs is that you have to have involvement from the outside. So uh, I, can att- I can give people tasks to do on my team that are not uh, – I can give people tasks from the RCA that are not on my team and they, they would automatically get an email saying, you know, you've been tagged to go ahead and do this. So they don't need a license to do that. I can send a link of the, uh, the particular RCA at any stage and I can send it to my manager and they can just click on that link and be able to have a view only of the tree, uh, of the state that it's in. And, you know, they can browse around and they don't require a license. So that, that type of unlimited oversight is, uh, is something that uh, I've, I've always found attractive because, uh, you know, you sh- they shouldn't have to pay for it if they're just, uh, you know, they're pretty much doing quality control of it. All right. Excellent. And one of the things I thought I saw, and correct me if I'm wrong, that 
there's a cause effect library in there you can reference too, correct? Yeah, I, actually, I can't believe that I didn't prompt myself on that, but thank, thank you. <laughs> there, there's a, uh, uh, a feature in this that we call analysis assistant. And what it taps into is our, uh, essentially our root cause analysis library that we've been uh, cultivating for, you know, decades. So that if I go in and uh, I put in something like uh, fatigue of a bearing, uh, it will, if you tap on the library, it's a little brain, it's a, it's a pretty cool icon that comes up, a little brain, uh, it, it will actually light up when the a key word has been identified. And then it will give you all of the uh, noted possibilities of how that could have occurred. Uh, you know, so if I come up with how can a, a bearing fail, it will give me, you know, suggestions like uh, erosion, corrosion, fatigue, and overload. If I get uh, how can I have high vibration, I can have uh, looseness, imbalance, resonance, misalignment. So for, for those who don't have those type of resources uh, at, the, at the field level, uh, it's it's meant as a library to give you extra capacity. Uh, I, I do have some type of, uh, you know, purist problems with that because I don't want to be uh, looked at as, as pick list RCA or drop down RCA because I, we are all advocates at RCI that when you're doing the RCAs and you're asking, the, the greatest learning is coming from asking those questions about how could something happen or why uh, did you make this decision? Uh, and you want to exhaust the knowledge of your team first. And then you tap on the little brain and you say, uh, you know, well, let's go outside of our fence and see what other people have said in the past and see if we've missed anything. So it's, uh, you know, it's supposed to be a growing knowledge base where our knowledge is uh, integrated into these templates and it just keeps growing. This podcast is brought to you by Iridicio. Be sure to check out iridicio.com for a free copy of their ebook. A smarter way of preventative maintenance. This ebook will allow you to review your current maintenance program and eliminate the non-value-added work you're doing, which is most likely causing you more downtime than it is preventing. www.iridicio.com. All right, but that definitely helps those that might not have certain experience with certain components or certain things to help continue to refine and evolve their RCA. Plus, you know. If there's something we're not experts in, maybe it helps us at least identify some potential areas we need to investigate. Yeah, and it's it's a it's a very comprehensive uh, uh, library. It gets into the the primary categories of mechanical, electrical, uh, operational, quality, safety, and human performance. So uh, you know we're we're very much uh, sticklers about the integration of. Uh, the social sciences with the the physics of failure. Uh, it's not a matter of just finding out that you know that we have uh, mechanical fatigue, but you know why? Why, uh, why is that happening? And then eventually we're going to get down to errors of omission or commission by human beings or, or decisions that people make. And then it, uh, you know we don't want to. RCA is not about blaming whoever made a bad decision. It's really, that's where the analysis starts, is that we need to understand why good people made a bad decision. And usually it's going to be founded in the, the systems in which they're abiding by. You know, I, I, I followed an obsolete procedure. Uh, somebody retired and you never really showed me how to do it. You just gave me the tools and said, hey, you're in charge of alignment. Uh, you know, uh, if somebody's not in a position, say, say somebody determined that, uh, you know, you made that, 
uh, decision. You align that way because you hadn't been trained properly. Well, there's also a, an accountability on the oversight part. Well, why was somebody in a position <laughs> that, that was unqualified and we didn't know about it? So, you know, we, we balance that, um, that uh, managerial oversight and that systemic contribution into the RCAs. And that library also reflects things that people typically, uh, you know, they, they were never really trained in the human side. I'll, 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 I'll sit in the middle on this one and I'll say engineers typically are terrible at understanding the social sciences. And social sciences, social scientists are really terrible at physics. <laughs> so it really has to be the a well-roundedness of the person uh, leading this type of analysis, so that they understand, uh, you know, when when really is the RCA complete? Yeah, absolutely. There's those two balances we got to strike, and I think you know that cause-effect library may help people that aren't as familiar with one side, at least start to explore the other one and investigate that other dimension. Now, yeah, that, that's, that's what we're hoping. Now, one of the other things I got to ask is how does Easy RCA help with collaboration? Uh, in these, time, these times we're in, is there collaboration enabled? So, you know, we can have multiple people working on this virtually. Does it have those types of features? Absolutely. And, uh, you know, it's, it's just coincidental that uh, there's, during this COVID period, that, that they've become such a key feature. And, and, you know, just like uh, we were having a conversation prior to getting on here about uh, our, you know, our travel or our lack of travel being in a consulting business is that, you know, we are doing remote uh, facilitations now using this collaborative feature is that as long as you've assigned somebody as a team member, it doesn't matter where they are in the world. Uh, you, because this is a cloud-based application, is that you you can both be in the analysis at the same time, moving blocks around on a tree and talking uh, real time. So somebody else will make a change, and then somebody else uh, you, you'll see that in real time. All right, excellent. Now, one other question I have is: what, even if we have a, a collaborative group developing these RCAs, working through them, identifying, you know, underlying conditions, those sorts of things. How do we go about sharing not only the findings, but actions and things that we got to do to solve this so it doesn't come back? Well, you know, uh, the best best I can do is is tell people that you can assign things, uh, but I can't make people do it. (laughs) I can uh, create a tracking mechanism, which we do in here, is that when you assign anybody a task, to whether it's to validate uh, a hypothesis through whatever you've identified or whether it's to execute a recommendation. Uh, You can assign it to a person. They will get an email saying, this is in your uh, bucket right now. It's due by this date. And uh, it would have to be acknowledged whether it was done or not. Uh, That's about the amount of control that we can have as providers is that we just can't make people do it. Absolutely. But I think those tracking mechanisms go a long way to helping improve the ability to follow through on those, those types of things. So I think that is a great feature to have that tracking ability. Yeah. And it's, uh, we've made it really easy on this, uh, on the analysis listing on the front end. uh, You know, there, there is a, there's a listing of every RCA that we're working on and you, you, there's just a little plus button on there. And if you want to add somebody to your team, you just hit the plus button and any, you know, a, a listing comes up, it says, who do you want to add? And then automatically they're notified that they're on your team and they have access to that analysis. All right. Excellent. Now, 
one of the questions I have too is how do you think easy RCA will change how RCAs are done in organizations or will it not? I, I think that it's, I, you know, and it seems that because I, I come off as the, and I am a biased person in this, but I, I never realized, you know, you get all the credit has to go to these, uh, these brainiacs we have that are the software designers, <laughs> because I, I never realized as a person who's been involved in this for 36 years, that, that, that it could be this easy. Uh, all, all of the hurdles and all of the science that goes into the, to the psychology of understanding and, and designing software is that this is uh, even impresses me as to how easy that it's become uh, because I never thought that we could make it that easy. The, uh, you know, for instance, uh, one, the one click report, uh, everybody has a problem with wrapping it up and then saying, well, now, now comes the hard part because now I got uh, to make a report and then I have to present it to somebody. Well, those used to be additional tasks. Well, now in this, the, the, you know, there's one click report uh, it's going to be everything that you've put into this uh, particular analysis. Uh, it's going to be put into a formatted report with a table of contents, and it's going to be in Word as opposed to PDF. So uh, you can take that. You know, we, we did do some research, and we were talking about you know what report formats that people wanted, and it was uh, we we got as many answers as the number of people we asked. So we knew that there wasn't going to be a common format that we were going to be able to, to put in there that would satisfy everybody. So we said the best that we can do is go ahead and we can make it uh, extremely flexible. We'll put it into Word and everything that you have in here will be in there in a, in a logically placed uh, sequence. But uh, then you can take that Word version and you can uh, use it any way that you want in any other uh, program that you want. So, uh, you know, as opposed to just put, uh, printing it out in PDF and not making uh, the table of contents manipulative, uh, I find that that was, uh, that was the way to go. And that's the way that we decided to go. And then the, the collaborative feature, I think that that's a game changer because uh, I, I can be doing an analysis on a failure in Australia and my team could be in, in the Middle East, it could be in Europe, and it could be in the U.S., so I can bring SMEs in from wherever I want, real time. All right, excellent. So it does have the opportunity to change how organizations do RCAs, bring in that collaborative approach, improve reporting, lots of great things. Now, here's the big question. Okay. What training do I need to use Easy RCA? You don't. <laughs> uh, now, your question was very pointed, and I'm taking it literal. You don't, I don't think you need any training to, to use the software. Now, you may need training in whatever RCA methodology that you're using, which is irrespective of the software, but uh, the software should be intuitive enough that, uh, it, you know, it, it, once you go through one of them on your own, and, and we, we did a considerable amount of beta testing uh, with users in the field, is that we purposely didn't give them any guidance. We, we just hung them out there to dry and, uh, and they figured it out. And uh, it, it really, uh, if I had to make a course on it, I can't see it being more than a half an hour. <laughs> All right, excellent. And I'm glad you clarified the difference there between the software and the RCA methodology. Um, I definitely think, you know, whatever methodology you're using, you definitely need some training in there to make sure your RCA is logical, it works through systematically, but the software is easy. And I think those are two distinct differences that people have to understand because if you don't have any RCA training, 
the software, while it may help guide you in some aspects and that sort of thing, it's not going to help you systematically eliminate processes without some sort of RCA training beforehand. Would you agree with that? that? that yeah, that, that, that's a great point. And, uh, you know, as an example, uh, you know, we have our proact methodology and we have cert- the, the certain uh, investigative steps that we go through in our methodology. Uh, you know, I, I uh, you know, there, there's software out there where the there are software houses that just uh, produce RCA software, but they're not in the RCA business. And they'll they'll give you point and what I call point and click training. They'll they'll teach you how to fill in the blanks, but they're not really teaching you how to investigate anything. Uh, with our Proact methodology, you know, you, you we we offer Proact methodology training, and you can apply that either in our enterprise applications under the Proact brand name, or you can use the Proact approach in a different fashion inside of Easy RCA. So it, it really becomes the preferences of the analyst. Uh, you know, we just wanted to provide options. All right. Excellent. Now, as we're wrapping up kind of this overview on EZRCA, what is the one action you want our listeners to take away from the conversation today? The one thing I want you to take away is uh, don't don't believe me. <laughs> go, go go to EZRCA.com. And in the uh, that's a, that'll give you the information, the details you want to know about the uh, the, the solution itself. But in the upper right-hand corner, there's a sign-in uh, that if you go ahead and sign in, uh, you can set up your own 30-day account, I believe it is, and uh, just go ahead and play with it yourself. Uh, take whatever you do for RCA, go ahead and enter one of your cases, and you you be the judge. You tell me whether it uh, makes it easier for you or not, because uh, I, I can tell you that it provides a very clean, concise canvas to construct whatever that you want. You know, whether you're uh, you're the craftsman, whether it's a masterpiece or not, is how good of a craftsman you are. So, uh, and then it allows you to, uh, you, you won't need to make a PowerPoint because you can uh, do your presentation straight from the graphical expression. And you can print out a one page, not a one page, but a one click uh, word report and you can be on your way. So I, I think it is a game changer. Uh, and I, I'm not saying it, it uh, comes from any particular methodology. It's uh, where this is an, an agnostic RCA tool, so it's going to be as good as you can make it. I challenge you to go out there and prove it. You know, prove me wrong. Uh, but I'm really open to any kind of feedback because this was uh, built by craftspeople for craftspeople. So, uh, you know, we want to make it uh, as we can do continuous improvement on it. We want to make it as good as we can. So any, any feedback is uh, a goldmine for us. All right. Excellent. Now, where can people find out more about you, EZRCA, Proact, Reliability Center, all these great things. Where do they find out more about all these different things you have going on? Company's site is going to be reliability.com. That's pretty easy to remember. And for the new Easy RCA tool, it's going to be easyrca.com. All right. Everything, everything you should need to know about that is in there. And if not, uh, there's ways to contact uh, me. You know, contact me directly. I'm not. As you well know, I'm, I'm all over LinkedIn. You go into my profile, uh, message me, or uh, just email me, blatino at reliability.com. All right. Excellent. I will make sure to put all those links in the show notes so people can easily find them. Now, for those that are looking to learn more about RCA, Easy RCA, what resources do you want to recommend to anyone? Well, 
Uh, I've given you a few links of, uh, of books. We, we do have the fifth edition of our uh, book on root cause analysis, improving performance for bottom line results came out just last July. And if there's any, anything you want to learn about the PROACT methodology from, uh, you know, the mechanics of doing it all the way to the, uh, the correlation between uh, reliability and safety uh, and, the, and the impacts will be in that book. If you just did a, uh, you know, root cause analysis on Latino on Amazon.com, you'll find that. We have a new, uh, I guess the publishers now are putting out these, uh, they're called focus books now. They're little 100-page how-to books. Uh, and coincidentally, we have one coming out just next month. It's uh, September 11th uh, next month. And it will be called the Proact Root Cause Analysis Quick Reference Guide. So uh, we're going to go ahead and use that. Probably that that'll be helpful as a manual in one of our classes. But uh, it gets it gets rid of all the fluff. It gets rid of all the theory, and it it gets down to basics. So that's why I like that particular book. And you had asked me about other books that I was reading. Is it okay for me to mention that? James? Absolutely, please. Uh, and, and this may just seem like the novice that I am, but the, the Irresistible Consultant's Guide to Winning Clients. Six Steps to Unlimited Clients and uh, Financial Freedom. I just found that to be a very uh, pragmatic, practical uh, book that, for consultants in the field. Uh, it, it, it just gave me some perspective. I'm not a salesperson, <laughs> so uh, le learning what a craft sales is, that was very helpful to me to go through that. And another one was Company of One, Why Staying Small is the Next Big Thing for Business. I think in the... Uh, era that we're in, uh, you know, the, the, we're, everybody strives to be bigger and better, but uh, there's also a case to be made for staying small. So I, again, it's uh, just if different insights that keeps me balanced on, on the stuff that I read. Absolutely. I think that's a great point too. I do the same thing. I always, I balance reading between a book to either improve maintenance, reliability, business, something to that with a book that's fun to read. And I try all bunch of different genres, kind of like you're mentioning here, because it gives you balanced perspectives. And I think that allows us to learn and grow more than just focusing on one distinct area or focus. Yeah, I've, I've really learned that. And you've seen some of the stuff that I've been publishing about the correlation between reliability and safety. And, I, and I'm not a safety guy, but I've, I've camped out in the safety world for the last couple of years to try to learn, uh, you know, the, the positions and the defenses that people put up. Uh, so I, I think it's uh, it's very important to, to remain neutral, especially I'm in the investigative business to where you're not supposed to have that bias and you want to you want to weed out uh, and, and understand the rationales for decisions. Yep, absolutely. Well, Bob, I want to thank you for taking the time to talk to us about Easy RCA today. I'm excited about it. When I saw the demo, I was kind of wowed by it. Uh, it's simple. It's easy. It looks intuitive. And I think that's what we need. Um, so first, I want to congratulate you guys on pulling that together, making it available for people for a demo, all those great things. So thank you so much. Well, thank, thank you. And it's, it's, uh, it's really uh, the great team that we have. Uh, technically, uh, I don't know how those guys' brains work, but I see the output of it. and It's really good. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Excellent. Well, Bob, right. thank you so much. Okay. Thank you for uh, the invitation again. 
I would like to thank you for listening and remind you that you can always find out more on maintenance, reliability, and asset management at www.iridicio.com and by following our blog. The Rooted in Reliability podcast is a proud member of the Reliability.fm network. I'd like to ask you to please rate and review this podcast on iTunes or Stitcher. It ensures the podcast stays relevant and is easy to find by like-minded professionals. It is only with your ratings and reviews that the Rooted in Reliability podcast can continue to grow. I thank you for providing this small but critical support. We'll see you next week when we dive into another burning topic with Rooted in Reliability, your plant performance podcast.